0: Alright, welcome to Torture Garden. I'm Jimmy. I'm Scott. And um, so, when we came together to talk about what we were going to do this year, uh, Scott brought up a great idea, which was to uh, talk about Thanks. anniversary albums. Uh, stuff that's turned, you know, like a major number. Mm -hmm. This year, uh, some of our favorite albums. And um, so after, you know, bothering Scott for, I don't know, that, that was at least a good hour, you know. Uh, going over, writing <laughs> your music, in. and I know you're like, I'm hungry. Go away, Jimmy. Um, yeah.
1: So I, I didn't, I didn't realize that we were going to do that at the yeah, moment. So well, I was, I eat, I'll, I'll eat
0: after we record. And then just, at that no, point, I'm like, No, you could have just said, Jimmy, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to be polite. I was like, Are we okay? We can. Do Do I respond to politeness, Scott? No, no, that's fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I thought so. I, I, yeah, yeah I got, thought it was interesting um, because every year. There's always, you know, these posts or people make, um, you know, videos depending on the platform about, you know, shit like that album's that old or that album came out when, and, a lot of times, especially in the in the metal metal community, I think Metal Injection usually does this every year or whatever. They don't really they don't really dive into them. They usually just have like a list of Mm. you know these albums turn this old, which is cool. But I mean, I feel like that's always a good opportunity to talk about it. You know, especially when it's a milestone, you know, like a 20, 25 and today, you know, 50, 50 years. I mean, it's, it's a moment to kind of sit down and talk about, you know, what, this album came out, you know, five decades ago or however many decades ago, like what, you know, what significance has it had? You know, it's had mm-hmm. so much time to impact music and, you know, it, it was I think the both albums we were going to um, talk about today into two separate episodes. You know really you know they were well received then and then have you know maintained their longevity after 50 years which is which is 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 it's not common you know uh, especially yeah. today with you know how many you know back then it was maybe a little bit um, more understandable because of uh, you know there are much few many fewer albums being released than they are today um, mm. yeah
0: but now you know it's like just what with Bandcamp and the like you know it's just like there's so much stuff uh and i mean terrible but no no i i think i think it's a good thing um like i mean it definitely has its uh negatives which we should talk about that sometime um but
1: pros and cons of how much yeah yeah for sure yeah
0: but uh but i i think it's you know it's a good thing but Nonetheless, you know, this is an album which uh, we haven't even said it. Uh, Aretha Franklin's Lady Soul. Kind of dancing around. Yeah, it. I know. Uh, so Aretha Franklin's Lady Soul uh, came out in yeah, 1968, January 22nd. We're, we're just a note uh, to people, if, if anybody is going to be like, oh, wh- why didn't you get the exact date? Um, it's because we you know have lives outside this. Yeah,
1: we, we, we sometimes do things
0: yeah and um you know i i i figure if we can just get within the month uh yeah, exactly. i i figure that's good enough i i think that you know these albums are worth talking about no matter the year but i yeah. think you know instead of trying to like fight over you know like oh we'll do this instead of this let's just you know find whatever turns whatever this year you know exactly <laughs> so just go by the big numbers make it easy um so Anyway, Aretha Franklin is, you know, uh, one of... Is, the, is Aretha the, Franklin. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> probably. I mean, I, I can only think of, like, a few other, you know, singers that might be as legendary as her. Um, yeah, in terms of, like, Billie female Holiday, powerhouse singers. Yeah, Ella yeah. Fitzgerald. Um, you know, it's, I I guess, Beyonce, even though I really don't want to compare... Aretha Franklin to Beyonce, um, but in
1: terms of star power, yeah, it really takes someone like a you know Mariah Carey or Beyonce to really yeah. you know hit the same level of, of cultural significance as Aretha yeah, Franklin. Yeah, exactly. She's still, you know she, um, yeah, she's, you know,
0: she's she's still going on tour.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know she, you know, sang you know, inauguration at the inauguration of, of Obama and stuff. You know, she's still a, a person who's maintained her respect in not only just the music community but just the general you know american culture yeah she made such an impact with some incredible songs and also just her voice obviously i mean that's one of the main things that set her on the map is just she's an incredible singer and she still has it which is really difficult obviously not to the degree she had in the past but still i mean she still has phenomenal singing voice but i
0: you know i i think you know when we talk about good singers i i think there's you know there's a lot that makes up a unique voice. I mean, we can look at someone like Shushu, like um, uh, Jamie Stewart, you know, yep. whose voice is, you know, on a technical level, not very good, uh, but is so distinctive and matches his music so well that, exactly. you know, it, it becomes something much more than it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we have on the other hand, though, we have we could have somebody that, you know, I, I really can't think of anybody at the moment who has. Amazing technical ability, but little to no personality for that voice. Um
1: uh, I have a good example. I mean all right. I won't spend too much time on it, but I think Taylor Swift is obviously a technically good singer. I think she's actually yeah. you know, probably be considered you know a very talented singer. I don't like her the personality in her voice and I don't think it's particularly special. Yeah, I would prefer like, some, you know, some of the of the singers we mentioned before, like you know, Jamie Stewart or, or whatever, just as an example, not specifically them but people who don't necessarily have a great voice but they're just entertaining and they have a lot more personality yeah. and it's a lot more interesting to listen to it's, exactly. it's kind of like it's kind of like you get that that disney effect where you know yes these are great singers and you know they're they sound you know right on par and right on you know with the, the technicality of of um what that we you know what they're what song they're trying to sing but it's just not interesting it sounds too clean there's not not personality or whatever yeah um,
0: I, it's definitely that's definitely a big part of like the Disney whole yeah. Disney teen generation thing I mean I, I you know immediately when you say Taylor Swift I'm like oh yeah Miley Cyrus
1: yeah oh you Miley know, Cyrus is another great example yeah. her, yeah, her uh, singing voice is good but like just not yeah or whatever
0: it's it's just there's no there's no uh, you know not not to be all punny, but there's no soul behind it there's
1: no soul behind um, it um, and yeah. i think i mean i we might i think we agree with this but all that to say that aretha kind of has both at least we definitely, definitely has um, both she definitely has both i i
0: th- i think you know on top of having you know a very distinct tone in her voice uh, she you know has this technical ability that oh, yeah. is just just insane that you know like and i think both of those are able to combine so well to make her, you know, just such a distinct voice mm-hmm. out of this. Because I think, you know, if you took her away from the, you know, the production of this album and the music behind it, I, you know, and put in someone else, I, it would not have the same power. No. Um, like, and not, not to say that these songs are bad by any means. I actually, I, I like a lot of these songs, but you yeah. know uh, it's, it's very much um, similar to what, you know, these, you know, to what, like, Motown was doing at the time mm-hmm. and the like. So, you know, when it comes to soul, it's it's really not that different. Like, you know, Char- uh, Sharon Jones, you know, put out, like, a posthumous album last year that, you know, yeah. sounded eerily similar to this. You know, so it's it's, it's not like this is, you know, some huge uh, breakthrough on, like, a sonic level, at least mm-hmm. on a musical level, but I think it's Aretha's voice that ties everything together. And I, I think... I think more than that though I, I i really like how her you know how the lyrics even though i'm pretty sure she didn't write any of them um yeah, i don't think I, so. yeah. I like how they managed to have this power because she's mm-hmm. singing them like yep. it uh, reminds me a lot of of elvis in a way mm-hmm. because um absolutely you, you know it she's because I, I i think it's i i like to call it like a sort of like a natural talent like like you know. Elvis, his songwriting credits are only because of uh, like management. They did it so you could get a little more money out of yeah what he was doing. But um, you know, I when it comes to his voice, it's his voice that that really counts, and I think exactly. here it's so. Reith's voice that really counts. But yeah. um, they, fu, fu, Scott, fun little fun yeah. little
1: interjection just quickly. Yeah, yeah. back in elementary school, I, I one of the first CDs I ever my parents ever gave me was Elvis's greatest hits. And nice. I played that thing every day on the way to school on my CD player. And we had to do a unit in I think like fourth or fifth grade where we had to uh, do a project on a composer. And I was like, I'm going to do Elvis. <laughs> and I had to, my music teacher, he could tell like I loved Elvis. He had to have an awkward conversation where he's like, well, I always didn't write like any <laughs> music, so, and i was crushed because obviously oh, like okay. that that kind of cheapened or for me it cheapened it a little bit that i was like i thought this guy you know he wrote everything and he sang everything it was this mastermind and then i was like oh but i mean obviously he's still great it just yeah like, I, I, always I, think, I, I, I always think i always mean, think back to that when you know i find out someone didn't actually write their own music that moment where i was just crushed that like this i loved elvis so much i'm like oh he's actually not as great well
0: you know to go back to an earlier conversation of ours you know like hip-hop is very much in the same boat exactly um you know they you know like just because danny brown you know made an awesome album like you know just because atrocity exhibition is great doesn't mean that it's entirely his album exactly no Um, that's a great point. so you know but
1: but kind of like with um, what we're talking about with Elvis and Aretha Franklin, who know we'd be comparing them to Danny Brown. Yeah. But, like, especially on uh, Atrocity Exhibition, some of the other beats he raps over, I mean, those are very non conventional beats. Oh, yeah. over and the way he's yeah. able to do it and in such a unique way that makes it work so well. Um, and kind of on the flip side is with someone like Elvis or Aretha, you know, on this album, a lot of these songs, you know, are, you know, classics within Soul and, and Motown mm. and whatnot. And in this type you know easy listening you know motown soul kind of that blues rock and roll like all those songs that are kind of standards um they kind of fall into this effect where they're a bit they feel like standards like you know kind of like yeah you know, no matter who's performing them you're like okay well it's this song whatever you know there's some exceptions i think frank snatra had a distinct voice where he could do that and, and tony bennett to a degree but he, i mean, he, it, even then it,
0: I was just say if you want to go into jazz too, like the, there are some jazz standards that are like you know, anybody else plays them and they sort of don't really have that same pop to them. Exactly. Um,
1: um yeah, I, I I get you. But I I think with with um, with Aretha, what I found on this is not only the way she was able to bring so much personality and so much conviction to these lyrics and the way she was singing, but they felt, you know, with kind of what makes these standards feel like standards is you have basically just, you know, slap in the music and then this singer who's popular right now goes on top. Um, it felt like this was Aretha's at least to me, like this was Aretha's band. Like she was performing with them and mm. it was just in the moment and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just they threw in this the, these session musicians and or put Aretha in which is probably what happened, honestly. But it felt like this is, you know, a band that Aretha's been performing with forever and that they're, you know, going for it and they're giving it their all. And I, I just I, I mean, obviously, I knew that this is a great album. It's very revered. I, I I knew I'd, I mean, I knew I knew I'd like it because I like a lot of these these songs, and I've heard them before. But listening, so, to... this was your first time listening like, this to my uh... first time listening to this in full. I mean, I've heard many of these songs. And actually, oh yeah, I was yeah. reminded. I was like, oh yeah, and I, I know that song. I've heard that before. This is my first time listening to this album in full, and I was shocked at just how how much of a complete actual album it felt like. It didn't feel like mm. you know a lot of times older albums just felt like. A bunch of 45s slapped together into. All right, let's just make let's just make an LP. This felt like something that was actually written, even though everything I'm saying kind of isn't exactly what happens. You know, obviously, I mean, yeah. these probably were session musicians for the most part. Many of them probably were not anyone she performed with like at length, um, and you know, she didn't write any of these songs or whatever. But I I, I guess
0: I guess she did, she did play piano, um, but you know I the, there's a lot. Of stuff going on but i you know nonetheless just
1: given that giving that little shout out <laughs> yeah uh for sure um, uh but i, I guess yeah just, just suffice to say that i, I think this is mm. an incredible album you know i, I didn't expect yeah. to enjoy this as much as i did on a full listen um, but there are just so many fantastic songs in here back to back even the songs that i didn't know or haven't you know gone to go classic canon are are still phenomenal uh and, yeah. and i was i was a big fan of this and i'm glad you shout it out because like I said when when you think when you think albums you really mainly you think the 70s is when like the album really started a, as a format obviously there were albums before that but you know the great albums in time other, uh, the 60s other, other, other than you know some key ones in the 60s uh, I think for me and this is my this is probably just a personal bias you know I, I don't I don't think as much to the 60s and earlier but there are some great albums and this is a great example of a fantastic album that is 50 years old and still sounds timeless i mean th- there's a reason yeah. these, these songs become classics and become a part of american culture is because you know they have such a great composition and, and they're 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 really age incredibly well because they're just written so yeah. well they're performed so well and yeah so anyway the, yeah I, th- th- those I'm, are just my, I'm definitely my with few, you my few thoughts on it yeah, so, no, so I, I... What do you think, I, I, I'm
0: definitely... I thought this was cool that this is your first time listening... Well, listening to it in, in full. Yeah. Uh, because, I, I mean, this is actually one of my favorite albums ever. Um, <laughs> like, I will not even lie about it. Because yeah. I, I just, like, I... You know, whenever... Like, like so I have to walk to school. And, you know, it's... You know, East Coast, the weather is nuts sometimes. Oh, yeah. so. That like there there were days that it was like you know rainy, and just like this was like my rainy day. Uh, this was my rainy day album. This is like Faith No More, um, yeah. basically, which is <laughs> a sort of weird pairing, it's but um, nonetheless, yeah. Like like just um, this is like one one of these albums I'll put down. Like you know, if I'm sad, like this is like my happy album. Yeah. You know, it, it's just because like like Aretha's like like I look at the first track, Chain of Fools, on it just. Very indicative of everything Aretha Franklin's about because I think you know when you think about the lyrics you know even though again she didn't write them you know I I I think she nonetheless represents them very well For sure. um, and I think that she's you know I even though this isn't on this album this is on later on but like you know respect like you know they she has this embodiment of like oh, yeah. empowerment that I really like that you know it sort of goes beyond the political. That it's, it's not about, oh, you know, the patriarchy, this, or, you know, what have you. It's, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to take this anymore. And this is just how it is. (laughs) Like, you know, and I, I just, I love that. I I respect that so much. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, it, it only becomes magnified when you hear certain parts of Chain of Fools. Just like, you know, there's that break where, um, you know, uh, my father says, "Come on home." My doctor says, "Take it easy." Like yeah. you know, and like the the way she does the phrasing on that easy, yeah. is just like heart melting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just like I I could probably just put that on repeat over and over again, just like that five seconds, and I would still be happy, because uh, I I just like like the way she's able to just manipulate her voice like oh, that absolutely. is is just absolutely beautiful and um you know it, i i can't say that every song on here is you know like an absolute hit or something sure. that i i love like it's a not not to say i dislike any of it it's but i think some hit harder than others like mm-hmm. some are way much more memorable than others like yeah you know people get ready chain of fools like like basically the, the first half of um of this album including like you know you make me feel like a natural woman like
1: yeah you know
0: sure. i it's it's that like they have a lot more memory to them than like the second half
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know so it's it's not like this album is without its faults but i think those faults are more like i it, it's more like those little parts that pale in comparison to the greater parts exactly um yeah i I absolutely, I'm, like, just completely in love with this album, and, uh, yeah, I don't even know what else to say, uh, just because I, I just, you know, it, it, it sort of hits all the right spots for me. I, I really does, like the, yeah. um, I, I like the instrumentation, too, because I think, you know, this was sort of a, you know, like, I, I, I think soul, soul, and, like, you know, um, R&B, can sort of go either way sometimes like sometimes it can get like just cheesy yeah oh and absolutely. then and then other times you know i i think like it just sounds artificial
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um i i think this is a nice little balance that like you know the the way you know like all these horns that she has playing and just sort of the um the way it's all arranged i i just found to be very, very inviting, and just you know, yeah. it, it's it's not like like this is. I mean, should go without saying, this is not an album that you're like you're gonna have to put on over and over again to like get. Yeah. Well, you know, th- yeah, this is sure. this is something that's just so enjoyable from the start that you know you got to give it credit. And I think you know, I not not to go on a little tangent, but like I, I think with art, we we tend to view um, cerebralness and like difficulty as good things which you know I, if you ever looked at the things i've read you know i i i very much like difficult stuff and mm-hmm. you know difficult stuff to listen to but that doesn't always mean that it's good and it yeah. doesn't mean that simplicity is bad because you know like all of these are very simple songs when it comes to you know just their structure and you know just you know arrangement on not, not necessarily their the way they were uh, performed, mm-hmm. because that that's I you know I think Rita's sort of on her own when it comes to you know singing, um, but like you know it, it's nonetheless you know enjoyable, you know, and I, I I think it's enjoyable more than you know just drinking and you know getting that buzz. Like it, it's it's more than it's even more than surface level. Um, it, it's it's something that even when you dig dig down, you know into the heart of the song it's still they there's just like there's a lot of heart there and i i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. that it's it's pop music that you know even though i i I think it's pretty obvious that it's it's pretty you know corporative when it comes to you know because i mean we're, we're talking about a time where you know it was you're either listening to like this jazz or you know rock which is like you know still in this weird place that like you know you have the beatles doing really well but then you know like a lot of the stuff that proves to be hugely influential aside from the beatles is like you know underground like much like i I, our next album that we'll be talking about um uh but like this is you know for a corporatized album that has you know a lot of people thinking about what's going on this thing like just focus group to hell you know i i think it does a really good job of holding up nonetheless i think i think it's just a great example of you know just saying that that i i i don't think art you know like you can't really put a stop a definition on what defines good art mm-hmm. because you know that there's always an exception to the rule it seems you know and i mean th- this is a subject i've always been thinking of like just you know for years and years and I just I, – I still have yet to come to, a, like, a definitive answer because I, I just don't think there is one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just – and I think this is – this album is a great example of that. Just saying, you know, so sometimes, you know, you, you can find a lot of heart in the little things in life.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, that's, you know, I uh, like – yeah, I, I just it, this is very much a comfort album for me, so I it's it's hard to you know get some distance from it and look at it a little more objectively. Uh, but I really don't see anything like super wrong about it. Like I just like, like you know I some some tracks are are weaker than others, but I mean, like you you still got you know one of the greatest voices of you know the twentieth century, mm-hmm. you know. On here, so like e- even if it's like even if the song itself is a little mediocre, it's you've still got a great performer exactly. in it, and um I it's just yeah super enjoyable. I it's but I think I think maybe it's worth talking about just for uh, a couple more minutes, Uh just about how influential and important it is because you know I I I don't think like we remember Motown, we remember old R and B but I, I feel like it doesn't have like this positive place in like in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. like because it, it like it almost feels like a little like like exploitive like uh you know a little like i I don't know how to describe it like it just a i think we look back at motown and it, it it maybe it feels a little cheesy um you know and we don't really have a lot of people saying oh yeah that was a great album like you know we very i don't know like when we think about like when people think about good R&B, I think most people would say something like Beyonce, which, you know, nothing against Beyonce, um, but to say that, you know, she's indicative of all R&B would be wrong mm-hmm. um, or just pop in general. And so, um, you know, this thing start. I mean, they, they, this thing wasn't laying any roots, but I, but it solidified a lot of things. I think it, it did what it did very well. Yeah. For um, sure. I think... In the 50 years since, it's just been, you know, amazing to see where the genre's gone. You know, we've had, you know, even even though Marvin Gaye was, you know, obviously around and active during this time, you know. He still took this sort of sound and still kept improving on it and improving on it. And you're getting a little stranger and stranger until, like, you've got, uh, like, sexual healing going on. You know, and then, you know, his untimely death. Um, But... You know, and then to even go from there to the 90s where it starts getting, you know, sort of mixed in more with hip hop. You know, if you've got someone like Lauryn Hill, um, you know, putting all these genres together, you know, it, it's it's very it, it's just very really cool to see that this is sort of like a landmark of this time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I. I don't You have anything else to, to put in? I feel like I've been talking for like 10
1: minutes straight now. Uh, you made a <laughs> lot of great points that I, I, I don't uh-huh. really have much more to add. I, I would say, uh-huh. yeah, I, th- I think we often do. Um, I, I don't know if, if we necessarily that experimentation is a virtue, but we do kind of. Kind of view experimental as almost a selling point, or as kind of you check it out as experimental or whatnot. Well, I, and- I,
0: I I I personally wouldn't use the term experimental, um just be, because I think stuff that's difficult and cerebral isn't always experimental. Sure, like you know, I I like Radiohead, for example. Like I I I like Radiohead, but like you know, when it comes to you know them being like an experimental band, they are very much. Uh, not on that spectrum as much Mm uh like they're they're very close to more like like they they're they're more like a rock band that has tendencies that veer into like the left field Mm -hmm. rather than being like an experimental band yeah um so like i'll I'll, i think it's i think it speaks more than experimentalism and like avant-garde tendencies it's more like uh people think that you know if if something has like this underlying philosophy or you know what what we consider deep uh, that it's necessary that it's like objectively better because
1: yeah of that and Um, that's what i was speaking to is that we often think like that's a a, a selling point but it's it's really not a virtue onto itself i mean there's there's a lot of even if it's not you know full-out experimental or just kind of more forward thinking or whatever you want to call it you know there's some music that It's just not good even if it it does go down that path. Um so just because something isn't you know you know, like you said, this this album wasn't, you know, groundbreaking or experimental to really any degree, but it's just it's well written. And at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, an avant-garde album or, you know, kinda slightly out there or very, very standard, what really matters is how the songs are written. You know, is it Exactly and performed. Is it well written? Is it well performed? And I think both those Points are, are are just epitomized by um, definitely by Aretha Franklin's performance and and the the arrangements here. And, and this is, you know, everyone's heard songs like "Chain of Fools" and 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 you know "Natural Woman," obviously. Uh, and yeah. I think you know, <laughs> like me, if you've never heard this before, give it a listen because you'll be surprised at how you know how often you've heard these songs, how how much you know these songs are really. In, in in popular culture or, or just in general, um, yeah, just deeply ingrained yeah. in in
0: the public eye. Yeah, yeah. L-
1: l- Like especially, I mean, obviously, you know, all the singing competition shows or any type of competition shows. Like a lot of these songs, um, you know, kind of like songs like by Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and Aretha Franklin. Those are songs where you know, when someone's trying to tackle, like, oh shit, you know, she's she's trying to sing Aretha. You know, good luck. It, it's, yeah, it's one of it's one of those those singers where. You know, you you are more so than many other um, songs or artists or whatever you are, you, you know, you're compared to them and you're held up mm-hmm. to the standard they left because she has such an amazing um, amount of technicality and you know power and strength. And it, it, it's it's phenomenal to um, t- to think that you know she's had such longevity in terms of not only being able to sing or perform this late in her career i mean i don't even know how old she is i mean she's at least she's in her 70s i'd imagine yeah i think um, so um, but yeah
0: uh, 75, 75 yeah.
1: yeah i love i love when we say stuff like that as we both you know we, sit, we, we, sit we immediately go to
0: wikipedia yeah i yeah. just uh, <laughs> like i wonder how old she is very know. professional here yeah um
1: uh, well i just mean like in general like, we, we do that all the time like, like, yeah just back then and she's like holding her phone it's like yeah you, you can just <laughs> you can just look it up um but yeah, the fact that you know at seventy five she still yeah. she still has it. You know, had has longevity as a cultural yeah. icon. She can still sing. Um, yeah, I I really I really there isn't much more to say other than this. This is yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, there's a reason they call this soul music. You know, it, it's because you know I think it's just it's such a raw expression of you know not always joy, mm-hmm. but you know it's a raw expression of. You know who we are and uh, i mean I, I think that's what art is at its definition and so you know i i just you know listening to this album just gets me excited you know just because you know people are capable of doing this stuff that you know people are able to make the world beautiful like this you know if it's in just such a small you know way you know it's you exactly. know this world has been more beautiful because of it you know 50 yep. years later and i i just i i i respect the hell out of that so Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, this has been Torture Garden. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, you know, subscribe if you haven't already. Like this video if you want. Uh, We're on iTunes now, and uh, we're also on SoundCloud. But uh, SoundCloud's stupid, and they probably won't let us listen to. You probably won't be able to listen to everything. So listen to it on iTunes because (laughs) iTunes is better, guys. I'm serious. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our sponsor being Apple Music. (laughs) Yeah. No. But all right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye.
1: Torture guard.